Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And welcome everybody, TalkZone.com, two guys at a mic, the coach back at you after a week hiatus, don't you love a hiatus, but uh, yeah, I am back in the studio here soon to be joined by the big dog, the coach, and the big dog reunited once again, and it feels so good, question mark, dot, 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 David Olsen, our producer, other side of the glass, lots to catch up on, lots to talk about as we're not quite weekend yet, but we're heading into a pretty busy sports weekend, as per always, even while I was gone, I'm sure you enjoyed the sultry tones of the music on the TalkZone.com. Goodness, great to be back at it again. Hope everybody out there had a tremendous week. I know a lot of people, summertime, vacationing, coming in, coming out. Some are in, some are out, some are in the city. But uh, yeah, it's great to be back in the saddle. No question about our return from San Francisco yesterday. Lovely flight out of San Francisco International Airport. Got in about midnight. Got a little bit of sleep, and uh, here we are, Coach at your service, of course, you want to join us here. It's 888-463-6748, unless they change the phone number. I'm assuming in the last week the phone number has changed. I know we got all kinds of security codes here, people trying to break into the TalkZone.com uh, websites and stuff. But assuming our security code is the same, it's uh, you can dial us up, talk to us here at 463-6748. Don't forget the 888 first. Plenty to talk about. I tried to catch up and keep up with sports as much as possible. You know, you get into a routine. And man is a routine-oriented species. I think routine is somewhere in Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I think it's fairly near the top. But you get in your routine. Who's Maslow? Pardon me? Who's Maslow? Uh, Maslow, I believe, backup third baseman for the 1988 Detroit Tiger team. Very uh, seldom known. I thought that was Darnell Cole. (laughs) If you're right about that, by the way, you are a sick, sick man. I am. But you get out of your routine a little bit. Part of my routine is the Chicago Tribune early in the morning. I've been doing it for about, oh, about 48 years of my 55-year existence here. You, you know, you don't get out. I want to thank the hotels that we stayed at for having the USA Today. So I did a little catching up via USA Today. But it's not the same. So I feel like I'm a little bit out of the sports picture, big dog. But uh, I'm going to count on you to um, give me a quick recap and revelation of all the exciting things that happen in Chicago sports. First of all, Big Dog, how are you? And it's great to be uh, reunited once again, and it feels so good. Well, uh, quite honestly, Coach, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do any of that for you because Uh-oh. even though I did a couple solo shows, basically my life has consisted of getting, doing tours and getting on to the train at 12.40 and not getting home until 2 o'clock in the morning and then waking up at 9 o'clock and trying to figure out how to do a solo show. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're about as... Uh... Semi-lost, anyways, on the Chicago sports scene and the sports scene in general as I am. I have cloudy, so I do know every single move that the Bears have made. Okay. He called me up the other day and told me Jerry Angelo just scratched his buttocks. <laughs> Coming from cloudy, that's pretty strong stuff. I legit, I am not kidding you. I broke the news to ESPN that Marion Barber was signed by the Bears, not the, not the other way around, just because of cloudy. Uh-huh. I don't know how he's getting this information, <laughs> Coach. 
Which no, which Mary and Barbara, the first, second, or third? Which one did we sign? We luckily we signed signed the third. Oh, and what have I been begging the Bears for for the whole off season? Was a power back, Matt Forte, excellent running back. I know everybody, a lot of Bears fans think he's Walter Payton for some reason, but the guy cannot run near the goal line. We have got a power back near the goal line, coach. This is one of the best signings the Bears have made in a long time. But there's also some other bad signings. Roy Williams. The Chicago Bear now. What? Yes. When did that happen? While you were in Yosemite Park looking at the natural beauty, and luckily your whole family came back intact, which was one of my goals. I hate to tell you that was. You go to Yosemite National Park, you know, you want to come back with everybody that you went there with. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah, we had, well, three out of four is not bad. Oh, well, okay, well, it depends on which one is the fourth one that you lose. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, but, I don't know if you want to get into the Bears. We're talking about Yosemite Park because I'd rather talk to Yosemite. But yeah, the Bears signed Marion uh, wow. Marion Barber. I had heard I heard the Marion Barber, the Roy Williams, because I did keep up on my USA Today today. Uh, I am shocked that the the Bears picked up Boyd. Was this a recent acquisition or last week? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was during while you were gone, Coach. It's been in the last. Marion Barber and Roy Williams was the same day. Wow. And if it wasn't the same day, it was within the same 24-hour period. All right. You know, it was the same news cycle. Well, I spent uh, probably a half a day. I just had to step away from the family, go out into the wilderness and nature, become one with nature at Yosemite Park, and kind of think and relish the moments of Chicago Bear Brendan Maniata-Yanayata-Pulu when I heard that they released him. I needed a half a day just to recuperate from that. Coach, I was all excited when they got Brandon Maliuna. And That's then a- after watching him play this year, oh, yeah. my goodness. You know, I'm I'm all about guys that are role graders that can move people because yep. uh, football games come down to third and one and third and two all the time. Mm-hmm. That dude didn't block anybody all season long. He he had like six million guaranteed left on his contract, yep. and they still cut him. That was and a- in today's football, that's crazy. They're going to pay this guy $1.5 million a year over the next four years to do nothing. How do you say disappointment? I thought in football, when you get cut, you don't get any money, but apparently in his contract, he had some guaranteed upfront money. Is that what you're saying? That, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Oof. He signed like a, like a five-year, $25 million deal, and the wow. point was, was that he had like $10 million guaranteed. Mm-hmm. He's already been paid that, but it's going against the cap. It's, it's, it's hard I, to explain, but basically they're willing to give up $1.5 million worth of spending money on football players just mm-hmm. to get this guy off the roster. How, did you, uh, how do you pronounce his last name? Mali Malauna. Mali Malauna. Mali Malauna. Okay. All right. Well, it was just me, a couple of the giant sequoia trees in the Mariposa Grove, and memories and uh, flashbacks of Brendan Mali Maliano. Now, yeah. So you got to see that really, really small area of, of sequoia <laughs> trees. What do you think of that, Coach? Uh, why do you say small? It's actually a pretty big area, but that was absolutely awesome. About a forty-five minute, almost an hour drive from the heart of Yosemite Valley. So it's way out there through some dangerous mm-hmm. driving, by the way. But uh, it's awesome. The giant sequoia trees at Mariposa Grove, awesome, big dog. Oh, I'm, I'm not downplaying the area you saw, but uh, compared to the, the the large forest that you get up and down the coastline, I mean, uh-huh. that's just like that's like a, a little sprinkle. Because when you see them stretched out for hundreds of miles, Coach, it's, mm-hmm. it's awe-inspiring. You know what I mean? So that, I, I want to see that patch that you saw. That's supposed to be really cool. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Yos- Yosemite Park, very, very cool. Now, you and I know you're a nature lover, longtime outdoor guy. You have never been to uh, our vacation. was part. It was like a two-part vacation, part the urbanization that is San Francisco and then part 
uh, become one with nature at Yosemite National Park, which is a little touristy also. But you've never been to uh, Yosemite National? All the times I've gone to, uh, I've been in California. When I go see my uncle up in Northern California, uh-huh. I would go to the the Redwood Forest north of California. Okay. Then, now, uh, it's, Yosemite is kind of like a triangle in between Los Angeles and San Francisco. Yeah, it's near, when, near nearer to like Fresno or Sacramento. Exactly, Coach, because it's, it's like inland. Yep. And uh, every time I've been to Los Angeles, uh, the only thing I've ever done nature was go to Orange County and, and surf on the beaches. So I've never mm-hmm. been to Yosemite, and that's definitely a place I'm, I want to go. Even though my next vacation, I'm finally going on vacation, Coach. Woo! Wow! Going hey, back to hey. New York early September, uh, right before the uh, September 11th where, year anniversary. So where are you I going? I can't wait to get uh, some TSA action. <laughs> where are you going? New York. Oh, New York. Very nice. For the te- so you'll be there for the tenth anniversary of. Well, we're going to leave on September tenth. We're getting out of Dodge just in case something happens. Wow, wow. That, I would imagine New York will be uh, busing. That will be a a very dramatic and probably highly populated time. I would think uh, in New yeah. York in September. Well, uh, Coach, it, believe it or not, it's not during that week. It was the lowest prices of. Interesting. Of any of the weeks around it, mm-hmm. and I think it has a little bit to do with people are freaked out that things because all these the rumors going around that there's going to be another attack mm-hmm. on New York on the 10th year anniversary. There's a lot of these rumors circulating the internet, Coach. Now, did you purposely pick no New uh, York? My, or? my girlfriend decided. Can you believe for some reason this week everywhere we look, blah blah blah, you can stay at the Four Seasons for four days, including airlines for a thousand dollars for two people. You know, and I'm like, wow, that's unbelievable. And then later I realized that that week was the cheapest week mm-hmm. of any of them. Interesting. I, I wonder if it's, is that just a coincidence, Coach, or are people really staying away from New York during the September 11th anniversary? Or maybe they're discounting the services so they can get more people there for the uh, remembrance. That's probably not true, but it sounds like a sentimental thought. Yeah, By the way, if Mrs. Redwanski is listening, separate beds, I, I'm sure. Of course. Yeah. Just in just in case Mrs. Radwanski is listening. Well, that's outstanding. I'm glad to see you're getting away, Big Doug. It's good for you. It's uh, it'll be a refreshing mental health break, and I just uh, hope you and the little one get along well. For what are you going to be there for? Three, four days? Four days, Coach. Wow. Oh, we'll be fine, Coach. Yeah. We'll, we'll be fine. You know, it's uh, I know I mess up a lot, so that that at least is part of the problem. Mm-hmm. So I oh, I'm sorry. I, I say sorry. You know, it all works out, Coach. Yeah. All right. Well, good to have you aboard, Bidog, and glad to be back. Thanks for doing a couple of shows. I know we had some rewind shows here. I want to thank uh, David Olson for holding down the fort while we were gone, but uh, it is good to be back, reunited once again. We're kind of catching up on all the sports talk that went on, NFL training camp. When I left over a little bit a week ago, Big Dog, I think they had just um, – you know, just ended the lockout. So pretty much everything is all fresh and all new. I know there's been some signings. No, I wouldn't say any major, major things happening as far as trades and stuff and signings, but uh, there's been a little little development, a little movement in your favorite sport, the National Football League. There's been huge stories. Uh, the story that, that you've missed out on, Coach, is the fact that the Philadelphia Eagles have become the Miami Heat of the NFL. It seems like everybody hates them all of a sudden because they got a bunch of good players to sign mm-hmm. there because they want to play with Michael Vick and win a Super Bowl this season. Who did the Philadelphia Eagles sign? Well, I might as well start from the top and blow you away. Nandi Austinwa. Beg your pardon? Nandi Austinwa, coach. Hey, let's keep it clean. Now, this is a family show. Nandi Officer. Yeah, whatever, coach. Nandi Austinwa. What is that? French for I'm glad you're back from vacation? I've never heard of this guy. Is that the defensive back? 
yeah, the the guy that's going to the Hall of Fame first ballot, best defensive player in the NFL well, right I now. I have not seen him play, not familiar with his work, even though well, I am an award-winning sports talk host on a uh, uh, internet sports talk show here. Now, is he the guy that played for uh, Rex Ryan in the New York Jets? No, he, that's Daryl Revis, who's the second. I know best. who Daryl Revis is. Okay. So he played with Al Davis. Daryl Revis plays with with uh, the New York Jets. That's why I thought maybe you were confusing him. Okay. No, no. I got Daryl Revis. I got down. So this guy was an Oakland Raider last year? Yeah, I was an Oakland Raider. No, no wonder I never heard him. Every, yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly what I was going to tell you. He's a Raider. That's It's very hard to be known when you're a Raider. Mm-hmm. It's usually he, an issue. By the way, even out in San Francisco. Reading the San Francisco Chronicle award-winning paper, very little, very little information about the Oakland Raider. It's all about the 49ers. It's all about the Giant. I understand you got the whole Bay Area thing, but uh, not a lot of notoriety for Oakland. All right, so he was a star. To, you're saying this guy's a future Hall of Famer? And Coach, he's been all pro every single year of his career that he did not have, that he didn't miss like six games due to injury, uh-huh. which he did last year. Cover guy, hitter, what's his no, special? No, no, he's uh, he's... He's uh, the best thing I can say is he plays the he plays like Deion Sanders in man to man, and then he flies up and pops you on the run. The That's guy he's a right corner. He's unbelievable, coach. He really is that what, good. Um, what collegiate institution did he attend? Was he a high first round pick? Uh, Namdi Ostamwa went to one of the most prestigious. He went to let me think. It's one of the top ones, coach. Uh, let me remember what it was. He, and he. he and the great thing was that he was like a middle first round pick. He wasn't like he wasn't like Patrick Peterson coming out of LSU this year, mm-hmm. where everybody just realized, hey, this kid's going to be at worst, he's going to be a great return man in a decent corner. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like at worst, what Patrick Peterson's going to be in the NFL. I'll think of a coach by that. It's like right. uh, I need to watch more like Oakland Raider football. Non be awesome one. Now a defensive back for the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, so who else did the Eagles pick up besides non be awesome one? Okay, so if they get him. And they also signed, uh, uh, what do you call it, Antonio Camardi's little brother, Rogers Camardi. Okay. Okay, so they have two new corners. So now Asante Samuel is out of a job. So, like, seriously, Coach, they made all these signings. Everyone's like, ooh, ooh, oh, wow. But they're cutting players that got them to where they were in the first spot. You're cutting Asante Samuel. How does your team get better when you cut Asante Samuel? And I know you know him, right, Coach? Yes, Okay, so that that kid could flat out play. Bar- barbers in the Philadelphia everywhere, Philadelphia area everywhere are in mourning. So I, I could have flagged. Why would they be? That guy never got a haircut. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they're celebrating. I forgot. Yeah. So Ashante, Ashante Samuels is now available for an NFL team near you. Well, no, they have since he's under contract. They haven't cut him yet. Oh, okay. So technically, they have three of the top ten cornerbacks in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. And, and the whole coup was the fact that he was supposed to go to the Jets, and it was going to be Daryl Revis and Nande Osamoa, and nine guys were going to blitz the quarterback. That's basically what the plan was in New York, and everybody thought it was going to happen. And at the last second, out of nowhere, without without anybody hearing anything, Osamoa signs with the Eagles, and it was like just, it was an absolute shock. And then the same day, Vince Young signs with the Eagles. Vince Young is then. Michael Vick's backup, and then after all these guys started getting signed, they signed Justin Pappen, coach. They signed a defensive end. It's one of the best run-stopping defensive ends in the NFL. Oh, by the way, he had 12 and a half sacks last season. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, and then the, they signed a couple offensive linemen. 
They signed Ronnie Brown for a million dollars. Ronnie Brown's like, I just want to win a Super Bowl. I'm going to Philadelphia. And then Vince Young, uh, okay, so now everything's looking good. Everybody's saying the right thing. Well, I know we're all great players, but we've got to we got to do it on the field. And Vince Young said it, Coach, and now everybody in the NFL is like, thank goodness he said it. Now we can start making fun of the Eagles. He says, we've assembled a dream team. Yeah. Why would How dumb is Vince Young, Coach, to say that? Even if you believe it deep down in your heart, there's certain things you don't say to give 31 other teams ammunition mm-hmm. when they play you, and that is we're a dream team. Yeah, we, we're all stars here. We're gonna we're gonna dominate. We're gonna throw our jock straps out on the field, and we're gonna go 19 and 0 next year and win the. And, yeah. win the Super and they're still depending on us somewhat. It sounds like the Philadelphia Eagles, from what you're saying, could be the favorite at least in the NFC now. Maybe them and the Green Bay Packers as your co-favorite, but uh, you're still depending on a quarterback, Michael Vick, who has shown signs of brilliance, but he's far from proven to be a consistent winner in the uh, NFL. So you've got sounds like you got a lot of stars in Philadelphia, Big Dog, but still. It's going to revolve around uh, Michael Vick and maybe Vince Young coming off the bench. Because uh, Michael Michael Vick is going to get hurt. Yeah. So that's just the plan. I'll say this. And as a Chicago Bear fan, you, uh, there's so many things that worry you as a Chicago Bear fan. Are we going to be too conservative? Are we going to not adjust to what the other offense is doing on third down and, and get beat all day long? Certain things that just seem to happen consistently when the Bears lose, you know, those things. What? Dude, the Philadelphia Eagles scare you, Coach. All they got to do is play zone. All they got, all the Bears have to do is rush for, have Brian Urlacher spy, spy Michael Vick, and have the other guys uh, play zone, and and then next thing you know, they methodically end up winning the game because Michael Vick can't run, and he has to make a read as a quarterback. And guess what? Nothing, nothing good happens. The Bears have controlled Michael Vick since he's after he's been in the NFL. At least Lovey Smith has been able to. Now, normally, uh, I'm going to blame the strike first and my vacation second in that order. If uh, General Manager uh, Chris Whitting is listening to this show, uh, normally at this point in time, Big Dog, you and me would have gone over the Chicago Bears schedule. We'd know it by heart. We'd have our predictions down. But again, because of the lockout and a little bit of time away, I'm a little bit not so set. Help me out here. Uh, and maybe you don't know, do the 2011 Chicago Bears, do we have a matchup with the powerhouse Philadelphia, don't call me Miami Heat I am, Eagles? I am 99% certain that we play Philadelphia, Woo! and I'm almost 99% certain that it's in Philadelphia. Wow. Maybe like a little Sunday night or a little Monday night or possibly. There's going to be a lot of Thursday night football this year, correct? Yeah, there's, uh, there's basically Thursday night football yeah. starts. It used to start. Like uh, when, like in late no mid November, when most of the college games were done. Mm-hmm. But now it's going to be early. There's going to be a lot of NFL over college games this year. So that might be too much. Might be too much. David Olson, producer extraordinaire, Bears Eagles. Bears Eagles in Philadelphia on Monday night, December seventh. Wow. wow, December. Seventh, the anniversary of the bombing of Pearl Harbor. <laughs> well, I know. I take that back. Take it back. It's November seventh. November seventh. Oh, November seventh. Okay. November seventh. The anniversary of uh, my Aunt Lou and Uncle Al. Not quite the significance of the bombing of Pearl Harbor, but in our family, Big Dog, that's a big date. Well, if, especially Lou and Al. You would have longed Uncle Al. I don't want to get sidetracked here. Yeah, but what about Uncle Lou? Uh, no, Aunt Lou and Uncle oh, Al. Oh, oh, like a, like a Louise or something. Lorraine, okay. short for Lorraine. Oh, I, I thought it was like... yeah. Like, about, that is pretty impressive, you know. Five feet. Many years for a, a loon and an owl, you know. Maybe, you know. So. 
<laughs> five feet two inches. I'm talking about Aunt Lorraine here. Five feet two inches tall, smokes about three packs a day. I can hit a golf ball straight and true as they go at the age of 87. Big no, she'd embarrass the hell out of you on the course. Uh, I, I, I admit it. I can care less. You know what I'm saying? I'm out there to get some exercise. And plus, when when you uh, hit the ball into the woods a lot, yeah, you get a you can drink some Jack Daniels without the course, uh, you know, inspectors knowing what's going on. That's true. Like the guy in the woods again. You know, that's so. true. Yeah, you hit it straight out in the fairway for the nature lovers out there. You don't get to experience the water, the woods, the forest, the trees. So uh, yeah, very boring if you play Aunt Lou golf. No question about it. <laughs> Uh, Aaron, how the hell did we get sidetracked on that? Oh, November 7th. All right, so if you're if you're keeping score at home, folks, make a note. If you're at work, to mark that in your home calendar. If you're at home listening to the show, I apologize for disrupting your morning breakfast. Uh, number one and number two, go over to your calendar marked on November 7th, Monday Night Football. That could be a pretty good game, Big Dog. Hopefully. You figure the Eagles will be strong. Let's hope the Bears are also. No, no, Coach, I, I believe in the Chicago Bears this season. Let's. Let's get this straight. I have serious expectations for this squad. Mm-hmm. I, I really like, I really like their additions. By, by the way, get back into who the Bears have acquired. Yep. Uh, Coach, there's a guy I've been raving about for years. You probably, you probably remember talking about this guy way back when we used to guys do the morning break. But Amobe Okoye God bless is, you. Uh, is now a, a member of the Chicago Bears. So he's he's replaced Tommy Harrison signed with the Colts. And we have a new three-technique tackle, uh, a guy that has found his contact, Amobe Okoye. He's so sick <laughs> I, I, A little delay. I had to get that joke. A guy that has found his contact, a somewhat unperturbed shot at the, Mr. Tommy Harris, who spent a lot of time on the ground. Yes, who, who was on his hands and knees pretty much, <laughs> not playing football, but looking for contact. Yeah, nice guy, though, Tommy Harris. Yeah, without just... question, especially when he's lucid. Uh, <laughs> Now, wow. A Mobe wow. coach. And, <laughs> yeah. Okay, the, the best way for me, he went to Louisville. I've told you about this guy before. He went to, uh, now, this is the best way for me to say it. He's 24 years old. How many years of NFL experience does he have already? At the age of 24, went to Louisville, probably six. He graduated Louisville at the age of 18. Yeah, you, so you know what I'm talking about. You know this kid, right? Yep. This is going to be his sixth NFL season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 24 years old. <laughs> I mean, he, he started at Louisville at six. He didn't start playing football in, until he was 14 years old. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he's he's from Africa, came here, real bright kid, flew through the American school system. He was actually way ahead when he got here. And next thing you know, he was like, I like game where you chase down uh, tall, skinny people. You know, and he started beating up quarterbacks. He started at Louisville at 16 years old. That's amazing. And he is a defensive tackle. Does this mean uh, he's not going to take time away from Henry Melton, I hope? Um, Coach, Henry Melton is going to be on the field in so many different situations. But uh, Okoye is a three technique. You know what I mean? Even though he's a pretty big guy, he's going to be the pass rush, defensive tackle, mm-hmm. the penetrator dude, as a, as opposed to all the Samoans that they got. They're going to sit there and just create a pile in the two technique. They uh, – but Henry Bell's going to be on the field a lot, and he'll be playing defensive tackle definitely in third down pass for situations. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he's going to take any snaps from him. So but, the fact that Tommy Harris took snaps from Henry Melton last year was an issue. 
this guy taking sacks from Henry Melton isn't going to bother you as much. We'll do a little recap here as the coach and the big dog reunited again after a few days off, folks. Uh, first going over the NFL, we'll check out baseball as well and some of the other stories you want to join us here right now anyways on the NFL talk, little news and notes, titillating tidbits, uh, little pickups from the last week. Since the free agent signings and since the lockout has ended, give us a call here talking NFL football, 888-463-6748. Big Dog and the Coach at your service, 888-463-6748. Real quick, Big Dog, and I love, uh, I was not aware that Okoye, is that how you pronounce his last name? Okoye. Okay. Like Christian Okoye is the same name. Okoye is like okay. Smith over in Nigeria. That's who I was thinking of, the Nigerian uh-huh. nightmare, right, Christian Okoye? Uh, Christian Okoye is one of the greatest examples of, uh, the simple fact that if if you have uh, if you're a brave man and you're a great athlete, mm-hmm. you could play football. Hey, for a couple of years he was. Uh, can I use this word? He was a devastating running back. Devastating is not the okay. The best way to put it is he, when he was with the Chiefs, Mike Webster, who would who the late Mike Webster has passed away, but coach would both you and David Olson would agree uh, possibly the greatest center of all time in NFL history. Right? Yes. Okay. At the time. Uh, when he was playing together, he weighed five pounds more than his center did, who is the Hall, a Hall of Fame center, one of the greatest of all time. And, by the way, the leading receiver in the NFL time was Jerry Rice, mm-hmm. and he ran the 40 two-tenths of a second faster than him. Woo! So he, the best center in the league he's bigger than and the best receiver in the league he was faster than. That dude, the Nigerian nightmare, but he was fun to watch as people bounce off of him. Career did not last that long. He kind of burned out. But boy, you are right. For a couple of years, he was uh, he was mean, lean, and running machine. Two years in a row led the NFL in rushing. Mm-hmm. That's that's you're the real deal if you can do it twice. All right, now but the Bears, Okoye, no relation to the Nigerian nightmare. Like I said, it's like Smith. Okay. I really don't think Christian Okoye and Okoye okay. have right, like. Very good. Now help me out. I also read in the USA Today 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 uh, that the Chicago Bears got rid. A first-round draft choice and starting tight end Gregory Olson. Was there some controversy here? Was there a reason? Uh, I didn't see that we picked up anybody in return, but help me out. What, what happened with the Greg Olson release? Okay, uh, Coach, uh, Greg Olson go bye-bye. Greg Olson is gone. Let's see a nice kid. Okay, but we don't need, we don't need like I told Dave Olson when I was uh, rambling one day, we don't need a six foot five, two hundred and twenty pound wide receiver that you just put the letters T E behind and think you have a tight end. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what they've done is they've traded him to Carolina for a third round draft pick, which is gold because Jerry Angelo will find a guy that's second round level in the third round and they'll have to pay him fourth round money because they're so cheap. This is why the Bears are thirty five million dollars under the cap is because they get so many great players like Henry Melton in the fifth round. Henry Melton, why are they picking Henry Melton? I remember when they picked him, I was so mad because of what the heck this guy can, you know, can't do much. And all of a sudden they put him back to defensive end where he played, you know, when he was younger because he was a running back at Texas. I mean, they do the right thing, so that's good. Now check this out. They've added, uh, hold on one second. Claudia, what's the name of the Canadian football player, the wide receiver that the Bears have had? What's his name? Fan twos, coach. Have you seen the highlights of this fan who's wide receiver, the, the best wide receiver in Canadian Football League the last five years? The Bears have signed this kid. Mm-hmm. He's 6'5", like 240 pounds. So now they have a guy that's Greg Olson's body, except who's a wide receiver, but they, he really is a wide receiver. So we don't have to worry about putting Greg Olson on the field as a tight end and having him get run over by somebody because he couldn't block at all. Now they've replaced him as a tight end with Matt Spade. So Brandon Malamaliuna, Greg Olson go by, which means that 
uh, our guy, Desmond Clark, right? He's going to play more? He was my guy about six years ago. I don't know if he's still my guy now at the age of, what, about 48? Well, we'll, we'll, we're gonna, I guess we're going to find out. And then next, well, who is it, Kellen Davis? Yeah, Kellen Davis. Okay. So we're going to find out if he plays. But Matt Spade of the, of the Steelers, do you know the guy I'm talking about? Yeah, he's a big the dude. He's a the big dude. He, he, he's a uh, basically another offensive tackle out there who can catch the ball on occasion. Yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, Jerry, Jerry Angelo said it perfectly, Coach. Perfectly. He says, he says, uh, we're looking more for the Mike Dickas than, uh, than mm-hmm. the Kevin Winslow. Now, so, the Mike Martz offense is known for, uh, stretching the field. That's why I thought Greg Olson at tight end, you, you know, you could use him. Do you think, is there a little bit of, uh, switching offensive philosophy now, going more with the power look? And is Mike Martz, you think there's any controversy between head coach? Lovey Smith and offensive coordinator Michael Rodriguez Marks. No, no, I, I, I think Mike Marks can definitely. You can get what you want as an offensive coordinator if you can stretch the field with a power offense. You get a tight end out there that could really be like an underneath, uh, uh, like a threat, but is an offensive tackle that can blow you over, and all of a sudden you have on the outside mismatches of. Roy Williams and this fancy kid who's six foot five, two hundred and forty pounds. You can stretch the field that way because, if, quite simply, you have to. You're going to have to play the Bears eight in a box mm-hmm. at the time. So maybe that's how they start stretching the field, getting one on one matchups, is by running power football. Interesting. Nothing in the release of Greg Olson. No stuff in the papers. David Olson. Maybe you read uh, nothing with any controversy, attitude wise. And I'm even. I don't want to. Create rumors when there's none to be created, but his friendship with Jay Cutler, maybe did they feel that was affecting Cutler's performance? Nothing of that came out. No, nothing like that okay. came out. And, but Greg Olson got married and had a baby over the last year, so I think he ah, settled down his okay. ways. Interesting. Okay. Well, you don't you don't want a tight end that's too settled down, Big Doug. Maybe that's why they get rid of him. Well, it's, your tight end is your second smartest person on your team. So, Se- but second smartest? Yeah, speaking of the guy who's the third smartest guy on your on your team, uh, Olin Cruz. I was, you know, he's gone, coach. What? You realize this? What? He's no longer a Chicago Bear. Serious? That's this is a list. Your reactionary radio now, and you notice I'm not belittling you and being acting aghast. Yeah, he's he's the Bears don't want him anymore, and you know, it cracks me up because a bunch of of the the only like drama in terms of like. Any type of controversy this mm-hmm. year in the offseason has been the way the players have reacted to the Bears not re-signing Olin Cruz. The San Francisco 49ers signed up to an offer sheet, and the Bears are like, that's way too much for you. Uh-huh. And quite honestly, the best way for me to tell you is, yes, Olin Cruz knew exactly who he was supposed to block when he missed the block. That's... <laughs> I-, I could care less you're the smartest offensive player when you yeah. got your butt handed. How many times has he picked up? put it in the back pocket of a defensive tackle, and the defensive tackle would run to the quarterback, take him out of his back pocket, and throw him at the quarterback. How many times did Olin Cruz end up on top of Jay Cutler last season? Seriously, Coach. Maybe he was maybe he was looking for Jay Cutler's context. Who knows? But you know, you're, you're somewhat right in that analysis. I'm still a little stunned, if not uh, shaken, like a boxer taking a couple steps back in the ring after having his bell rung a little bit. When... Because I've been trying to keep up with the sports, reading the USA Today, 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 and saw no well, mention. When, when did the Bears officially send Olin Cruz to the San Francisco 49er? It was during while you were gone. And, and well, it was, I understand. It's been, it's been at least a week. It's wow. been at least a week. I'm amazed. And, I had no and idea. 
here's what happened. There are so many football transactions. So I mean, this there's 200 a day. You know what I'm saying? The only the top 10 percent, mm-hmm. and believe it or not, like right now, Ola Kutz at his part of his career isn't it like a major story. So that's why mm-hmm. in Chicago was a story, but nationally, with I mean, the amount of signings, coach, you were, there was 30 major signings uh, an hour mm-hmm. for a couple days when you had just left and went out to California. Uh, David Olson, who has been keeping an eye on the player uh, acquisitions as well. Yes, David. Olin Krutz is sitting at home waiting for a phone call at this point. He doesn't have a home. But he's not oh, a bear. I thought that 49ers had given no, him no, an no, offer. No, 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 that no. That, that never happened. That See, never happened. See, I'm track, too, with all this. Like, Dave, there's so many. It, it seems like every hour there's a, a news of a signing. So, But he's definitely not going to be bending over and snapping the ball. They basically pulled everything off the table because – it was over. It was over uh, half a million. Uh-huh. It was over half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. They were. They offered him. They were. They, the Bears offered him a one-year deal for four million. He wanted four point eight million, and they said no. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, and he was. They were going back and forth for a couple of days, and they basically gave him the thing. You need to agree to this offer by the end of the day, or we're pulling it off the table and we're done with you. Wow. And that's what happened. Interesting. That was. That was on. That was on Friday or Saturday. All right, I am uh, shocked, Big Dog. Now, the next question I have to ask you, who is going to be the uh, center for my beloved Chicago Bear? Either Edwin Williams or the Spencer kids. So uh, they, they've looked pretty good. They've looked pretty good. So hmm. uh, hopefully they'll know who to block. That's really important. Their center sets everything up. He sets teams up, and stuff, stuff can change at the last second. So your center really needs to know what the heck is going on. Mm-hmm. It has to be... The, 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 the least blocking is like a, the least important thing a center has to do. The first and most, foremost thing is make sure that the center quarterback exchanges perfect 100% of the time. It, that's one of those things where legitimately, I, I, when I played at Santa Rosa North, we had goals for, for the season, and one of the goals was zero quarterback center exchange uh, uh, fumble. Mm-hmm. Zero. It wasn't like zero a game, you get a star. No, we couldn't have one all season long. Wow. So that's I, I believe in that you should that should never right. in the NFL you don't know what particular play is going to win the game for you because mm-hmm. games how many how many bear games are ended up under eight points within one score yeah well you remember Dave Wan said through the many losing years of the Chicago Bears is you know he'd always say well we're not that far away it was just you know four or five plays that changed the entire game those plays you know well yeah typically. Those are the four or five big plays that do decide an NFL game. Memo to David Wanstead. Exactly right, Coach. Yeah, you remember that, the press conferences? Yeah. Oh, that, that would drive me crazy. Oh, here's this one play. Well, yeah, that's, that's that one play Vince Lombardi would preach about all week in practice. You don't know what that, we don't know what that play is going to be. So that, right. that's important, people. And then the, the second most important thing is telling everybody who to block. Yep. It, just in case, because there could be adjustments where he'd, he'd have to signal to everybody on the line, hey, we have to we have to do something different than what we said in the huddle. Mm-hmm. And then the, the third one is actually be able to block their first. Uh, lots to catch up on in the NFL. I'm behind in my notes. I got to do a little bit more research. A new center for the Chicago Bears. That's going to be strange. Been a long time yeah. looking at the backside of it. Olin Krutz, He stayed healthy for the most part. Don't, Coach, please don't take that the wrong way. Olin Krutz had a great career with the Bears. Oh yeah. And I, and, yep. But hearing how it went down, I'm more on the Bears side than this. The guy was horrific last season. Hey, they but, hey, they offered him four four million to come back this year. To play football. Yeah. And All right. So, only coach, you're ridiculous, Max, signing a contract. Just to make sure now, $4 million for one year. 
Yes. That's more than enough money to offer Olin Cruz. I'm right with you. And, uh, back $250,000 a ball game. How many people listen to this show right now make $250,000 a year? He's going to get to play a football game and get paid a quarter million dollars and he didn't want it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Enough said. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. we got to recap what's going on in baseball. I've also got like four or five little weird stories that were in the news while we were gone. Big Doug got to talk about those. Mostly sports-related. We'll do some more catching up. We invite you, the listeners, to join us. Two guys at a mic back at it again. We are live, somewhat anyways, and in person. Big Dog and a coach. 888-463-6748. We'll take a quick break. Back with some baseball talk and some titillating tidbits and weird happenings in the world of sports. Back to Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. Thank you very much, Mr. Announcer, man. I love that guy. I've never met him. I don't know where he is, who he is, or where he uh, resides, but I love that guy. Speaks with enthusiasm. He particularly emphasizes your name, the big dog. But uh, Big Dog and the Coach reunited again, and it feels so good. Back at you, TalkZone.com. A couple of weird things that I read about in the world of sports, Big Dog. Nothing of major philosophical importance. But uh, last week, apparently Jalen Rose, after being sentenced in court to 20 days in jail for, I believe, drunken driving and then on the way home, he gets a speeding ticket for, like, going 60 miles an hour in a 30-mile-an-hour zone. <laughs> Just, uh, you know, I mean, if you were a comedy scriptwriter, you couldn't do better than that. Come on, Jayla. I mean, that's that's that goes down in the category of not real smart. No, did he lose his job at ESPN? I don't think so. Okay, because you know what? He's you. he's pretty good. Isn't it was a he was a knucklehead as a player. We've talked about the fact. Yeah. I'm going to spend a lot of time on Jalen Rose. That you know, he, as a player, he would say one thing in press conference, speak very well, and then on the court, he was a complete knucklehead. But actually, as an analyst. Pretty good. Yeah, he's, he knows how to speak. He's yes. excellent. He's very engaging. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a South Carolina assistant football coach who is now on probation for a year caught urinating in public, like just urinating out on the street. Yeah, it was it was at a high school <laughs> coaches convention. Okay, <laughs> and it was like three o'clock in the morning. Oh well, then it's understandable. You know what I'm saying? He's out, and he was with a bunch of other coaches. You know, and that. You know, it's funny, the, the cops pull up and the lights on him and he's in, you know, the cops. Oh, come on. He's going to be arrested for public urination. Three, really three o'clock in the morning. 
It might have been four in the morning. Who cares that? What, I mean, what was he on the side of the road? No, he was like, uh, they showed the area where he was at. He was like, uh, like it was like the, at the entranceway to an alley right outside, like, oh, uh, like a busy a street where people walk around. And, That's, and, and the athletic director should just say, we're totally behind our coach. This was an insignificant thing. He never should have got ticketed. That's ridiculous. I thought maybe it was out like, you know in an open area during the day or something where he could be seen, but 3 o'clock in the morning? Come on. That's a non-story. <laughs> no? I'm with, Coach, I'm with you because every, every once in a while, you know, I think I'm going to get popped. Like, yeah. As a matter of fact, yesterday I got stuck out at East Bank Club at the last second. I didn't get a chance to, like, do a bunch of other stuff. So I'm working for, uh, I'm, I'm working for you know, doing the tour, but it's a fireworks tour. And I tell Danny, you get in the water, I'll go out last, okay? So everybody is out in the water, okay? So now I have to, like, kneel down underneath the stairs at Eastman Club because I know they have video cameras everywhere. Yep. And I kind of have to, I go into the washroom into the Chicago River, right? Nobody can see me. I'm like, okay, I got to do this because I, I, I had to go, Coach. And I can't get into Eastman Club. There's no other place I can possibly go at this point. And next thing I know, Danny just yells back, Hey, Joe, everything okay? <laughs> and everybody in the tour looks at me, and I'm peeling down. And I kind of like bend over, Greg. I'm all right. I'm all right. You give, you give the, you gave the famous one-handed wave? <laughs> yeah, nobody noticed. Because who would think that a guy on one knee, you know, like, and hold, you know, would be doing what, it, what they thought I was doing. Yeah. So. A couple of people came by and threw a couple of quarters at you. It was a beautiful thing. <laughs> All right. Well, that's so that, I'm, that's a complete non-story. That's one of those ones where the police say, uh, you, you know, LTOW, look the other way as far as I'm concerned. Oh, I, I had a couple of those stories that I was, that I actually brought out when you were gone, Coach. Yeah. That's one of my things is I, I hate busybody people who try to get people in trouble for no yeah. reason. Yeah. Well, I, like my son is all excited. He's going to Lollapalooza, huge rock concert, I think. They got like 90,000 tickets sold uh, for tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh-huh. And, you know, he said he went there last year, and he's pretty clean, doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, at least the best I know. But he said, you know, there were just tons of people smoking pot. And my first reaction was, well, you know, aren't the policemen brave? And then I started thinking, you know what, that's that's one of those ones where if you're a cop, you kind of supervise, but uh, what are you going to do, arrest everybody that's smoking, at, at, you know, of, of the 90,000 people? Oh, my goodness. They, they would, you'd have to bring in a, yeah. a, a battalion. So yeah, Not, you, know, you don't have to bring in a police force. You'd have to bring in a battalion to stop the pot being smoked at those concerts. LTOW, look the other way. If you, it's, it's like, uh, well, we get in arguments all the time about referees and umpires. You, you have to know the letter of the law, but you got to know how to apply it and use judgment. Same thing here with our fine police officers. You have to know, uh, you know, when, when to apply certain rules. Nobody's getting hurt there. Nobody's getting out. If you see somebody completely wasted getting behind the wheel of a car, different story. But in the confines of Lollapalooza... Look the other way. I, I, coach, I got backstage a lot of the last year somehow working my magic. And, and I, I got, like, all access, all you can eat and drink. I got to tell you something. I, people just, yeah, it's, it's a different world. When you get that many heads together all at once, uh-huh. they just decide, hey, what are you going to do? We're going to do whatever the heck we want. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, your, your son's right. He's seeing, yeah. I bet it's for somebody that, like, sees that for like the first time last year must have been quite an experience for him yeah he's pretty like, cool wow people just mm-hmm. blatantly just just do whatever the heck they want at these shows yeah they tour around the country doing that mm-hmm. so let me test your i know you're a, a sports trivia expertise let me test your rock music trivia real quick which group and i forget the guy's name the leader of that particular group started the whole Lollapalooza thing which is now one of the biggest rock concerts in the country oh uh, 
well, Perry Farrell started it all. From? Who was, who was uh, the lead singer for Jane's Addiction there it right is. back in the day. There it and, is. And yeah. Jane's Addiction yep. is phenomenal. And by the way, I've been to like the original Lollapalooza, Pearl Jam, which mm-hmm. was in the second one. Oh, my goodness. I mean, are you kidding me? It went Pearl Jam and Red Hot Chili Peppers back in 1992. I mean, it's <laughs> right there. That's about as – and you know what's great about that is everybody having a really good time, loving life. You know, I'm in – I've met Timmy Park watching this particular show, Coach. Uh, Timmy Park has by far the most stringent parking lot. It's almost impossible to get away with anything there. They do mm-hmm. it really – they do it really well. But uh, i got to think of the Ministry is the name of the band. Okay, so it's an eclectic thing. You have hip-hop, heavy metal, you know, grunge metal, like – and then garage punk. You got every single version of music. It's beautiful, coach. Well, ministry is like, I guess the best way to put it is, uh, praise rock. Praise. Okay. It's just, it's just, it's like people screaming and it's, I don't really like it, but their fans are 10 times worse. So I'm having a great time <laughs> at this concert. Okay. Now uh-huh. these ministry people have been out now for 15 hours drinking $5, 16 ounce beers. This is back in 92. So that's about the price of them. Well, they decide to start, start tearing the sod up at Tinley and throwing it. <laughs> Coach, they're tearing sod up. Now, no, Lala Blues is known for peace. You know, in doing, well, they added this ministry band. Hey, we're going to get some, something on the cutting edge. Well, they brought in a bunch of lunatics, okay? <laughs> These people are ripping sand, I mean, turf out and throwing sod at people. <laughs> I remember turning around and seeing this one girl hit by like a, like a two and a half piece. <laughs> Piece of sod right in the face of the doctor over, and I think, and I have to admit because there's a little bit of disorder and chaos and lunacism that I absolutely love. For a split second, I actually enjoyed seeing that girl. I'm gonna admit it, because you know, but I, I, I immediately I was like, stop! Yeah, right. Are you okay? The girl had was eating sod. I mean, it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen, Coach. Don't don't drink and drive, and watch out for uh, throwing sod or dangerous sod. So when people say yeah. Lollapalooza, I think Pearl Jam. Uh huh. Chili Pepper nice. and Ministry throwing sod. Oh, my goodness, Coach. Those were the I mean, days. I saw people, like, doing the, the whole discus twirl, <laughs> you know, and then let, like, a six-foot piece of sod fly. You know, I mean, it was, stuff, I mean, it was crazy. It was oh, crazy. goodness. Suffice it to say, Ministry was not invited back. And uh, no. it's nice to see not only were they smoking grass, they were throwing grass as well. <laughs> Which came first, the chicken or the egg, huh? I think they were throwing it first, Coach. <laughs> the discus twirl. Oh, that's solid. Okay. Uh, real quick, back on titillating tidbits, news and notes, things that happened while I was going to the minor variety. And then uh, I do want to recap baseball real quick. Big dog and a coach. Back at it again. We'll do tomorrow's show. And then, of course, uh, uh, refrain from weekend activities and come back at you Monday at 10 o'clock. Every Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. If you like the show, tell a friend. If you don't, eh, tell a friend anyways. Uh, did you catch this new Little League World Series coming up? I don't know about you, but I think... The Little League World Series should be played like like the Olympics once every four years. I'm starting to get burned out on the whole Little League World Series thing every year. But did you read? Am I, am I right, though? It's a little too often. It was, it's a cute story, but like every year? Coach, get out of here. Yeah, okay. That's, sorry. That's sorry. Crazy. But did you read the story about? We should. Because we, 
Those Taiwanese guys that are 14, they'll be 18 by the time it comes around every four years. <laughs> it will be a bunch of 9-year-olds playing 18-year-olds. The, the one negative would be you'd have a lot of 12-year-olds that would miss their opportunity unless they change their birth certificate, which leads to our next story. But, 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 it, really, uh, it, but it shows you that it makes these kids resourceful. You want to make it to the Little League World Series, sometimes you have to forge lessons. documents. Life lessons. Uh-huh. Life lessons, creativity. You don't want to break the law, but you got to be creative. But did you read the story about the Uganda team who qualified for the Little League World Series, but they have since been disqualified like every player on their team had cheated on their birth certificate? Oh, that's too bad. Yep. That would have been like the first African team to get there, right? Mm-hmm. So I think if I'm getting my story right here, there's a lot to catch up on. I've been gone for a week. Uganda is out and possibly, possibly we have a team from Afghanistan in. I think I got that right, which is kind of cool. That would be phenomenal, but you know, everyone's thinking that these guys are going to be playing in burkas, but it's they're all everybody's going to be uh, white and African American on the team because it's going to be the sons of somebody at a military base. Ah, okay. Because I remember, oh, Saudi Arabia. I was like, oh, can you believe that? No, these Saudis are buying the World League, World League World Series. You put the game on a bunch of white kids. <laughs> <laughs> How the heck did this happen? Yeah, because they're the sons of people yeah. that uh, live in Saudi Arabia that are Americans, and uh-huh. all these kids do all day long is play baseball, and that's legitimately what they – remember that team from Saudi Arabia, Coach? Yep. And, and they had the one kid who actually was from Saudi Arabia, uh, was was a Saudi Arabian, loved baseball, his family was loaded, and he played on the U.S. team, and he was 12 years old, and he was like mm-hmm. six foot five. Remember that kid? <laughs> do you know the kid I'm talking about? Uh-huh. He was awesome. Yep. That was, it was, I thought, one of the best stories. That, and they, they really should have went into that more. You know, they do all these E60s, and ESPN is always glamorizing whatever particular game is going to get played on their, you know, it, all you got to do is, oh, with the, oh, they're doing a special about what a great guy Reggie Bush is, even though he sold out uh, his whole entire school. Oh, guess what? The, the, the Miami Dolphins, who Reggie Bush plays for, is playing on Monday Night Football on ESPN this week. That's why they're doing the special on mm-hmm. But So, I don't know, Coach, but. Yeah, the Little World Series are crazy every year. It's like the Polish, what was it, the Polish national soccer team we got all excited about? or yeah. One of those soccer teams that is like nine out of the 11 players are of African heritage. No, no, you're, you're exactly right. That was uh, that was about 10 years ago. <laughs> and somebody way up in the Polish uh, Sports Federation ended that. They're like, we're not going to do that anymore. That was embarrassing. Legitimately, yeah. like, at least seven of the players were from were from Africa. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, come on. I don't have like a problem with that. Hey, want to live in Poland? Go ahead. But it's like these guys, they give, they give them a house in Poland for about three weeks. And yep. they say, oh, they're a Polish national. <laughs> and now we have the best soccer team in the world. Do you really? Or does Ghana have the best soccer team? But those guys just happen to be living in Warsaw. Yeah. Well, you know, while you, while you touch on that, to some extent, that's what bothers me. You know, everybody accepts in baseball today, the picking up of players with a month or two months left in the season. You know, this, you know, Hunter Pence is now a, what, a Philadelphia Philly and Carlos Beltran's on this team. You know, and, and it's kind of accepted now. I still don't like it. It's so still, I'm going to sound fun. like an old fogey. I'm going to sound old school. And I know the kids today grew up with it, so they accept it. Would it still bothers me as we transition to baseball. That still bothers me. Teams basically borrowing or picking up players for the final month or two months of the Coach, season. When you, when you say that, you can't say that it's nowadays it was like that when you grew up too no it wasn't. the only no the only thing different is uh, the whole Kurt flood and free agency which happened in 1974 no. No, what are you it's talking always about? been this way no it hasn't big dog coach there if you watch uh mlb network and they'll do prime nine top uh. nine blockbuster deals at the deadline 
It goes all the way back into the 50s and 40s, Coach. Uh, not nearly. Not nearly as prevalent as it is now. I, li- I lived through it, but don't believe me, it was not anything like it is now. Maybe, maybe one blockbuster trade, but not guys switching teams. And it's not the rent-a-player concept. It's it's just, uh, and again, you, you start to become immune to it. You start to accept it, but it does still bother me. A team that, uh, you know, Pittsburgh Pirates, battling all season long. Great story. Now, they're struggling of late. But, you know, so, and here it is, a team that is stuck together, and all of a sudden you bring in, you know, this player and that player. The Cleveland Indians. One of the best stories of the 2011 baseball season. Bunch of young, unknown guys sticking together. Now all of a sudden they pick up, you know, this guy here and that guy there. You change your team. Adding two players doesn't change your team that much, especially when Coach K. Fukudomi is replacing the guy that's on the uh, the injury list. And the fifth starter for Cleveland was absolutely horrific. And now you got Abaldo Jimenez and the players. I understand the strategy behind it. That part I never argued with. It just bothers me that all of a sudden a star pitcher like Ubaldo Jimenez for a month and a half, the final two months of the season, is now a Cleveland Indian. When all season long, the Indians have been a great success story. I don't know. Well, I don't want to spend a lot of time on that, but it does. I, I still don't accept it. It still bothers me. Well, I don't get it. You're supposed to make deals that make you better in the future if you're out of it. Right, Coach? If you're out of it, yes. Yeah, well, but still, does getting rid of a Baldo Jimenez like in four and a half million dollars a year get you better in the future? And what, and what about the what about the Astros? Oh, so they they have a guy that you know is going to hit at least two eighty five, is going to hit twenty five homers, steal twenty five bases, and play Gold Glove level outfield out in Hunter Pence. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to give that guy up because uh, we can get somebody better in return. You're going to get a better player than Hunter Pence. This guy, the type of guy you were signing, and you build around. So let's see these these. Uh, franchises are idiots, you know, so uh, I can't, I don't understand their moves whatsoever. You get rid of a guy that you know is a quality all-star ball mm-hmm. player. Yeah, I would agree with that analysis. You're trying to build a championship team. You don't get rid of the few pieces that could be. Yeah. I, and, yeah. you know, obviously, the theory is you're trying to pick up a couple of guys, maybe you don't know, get three or four I, young. I want the Cubs to get rid of Aramis Ramirez. Aramis Ramirez is eight years older than Hunter Pence. Dude, there's a, there's totally different way you got to look at it. If the guy's 26 years old, you you keep him. Right? You don't mm-hmm. get rid of the guy. Uh, we don't got time to catch up on all the baseball news, but probably the big story uh, while I was gone, at least here in Chicago, the White Sox, big dog, who made a brief run at it, have fallen back again. They lose to the Yankees yesterday, 18 to seven. They had that mini win streak. It looked like maybe. With tougher competition coming, that they were going to respond. But, boy, they lost to Boston. Now they're getting crushed by the Yankees. Five losses in a row. Still a heartbeat, though, Big Dog. Still a little bit of a heartbeat yeah, for the Sox. I'm starting to think it's, it's, it's not there, Coach. It, it's, they're, they're more than two-thirds of the way through the season. And mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you something that will shock you. Uh-oh. This will shock you. While you were gone, Adam Dunn's batting average went down, <laughs> and his strikeout rate went up. I did follow the box scores, and... Uh, not good for Adam Dunn. Things have not gotten better. Uh, who would have thought you would have, there would have been no way you would have said that possibly could have happened, right, yeah. when you were going. Yeah. No way yeah. could have 170 average go down. Had a lot of three strikeout games. 18 on the season. Yeah, it's amazing. That's Big Dog, you've been following baseball for many and many a year. Would you rank the Adam Dunn season as one of the great, uh, uh, we heard about teams collapsing, as one of the great player collapses over an extended period that you've seen? Well, Coach, this will answer the question. No player in the history of baseball, in the history of baseball, has ever had a 162 batting average after 300 at bat. Wow. 
No, no, because by then they don't normally get 300 at bats if you're hitting 162. Wow. Is what happens. Wait a minute. Let's go, let's backtrack just a little bit. Hopefully, Adam Dunn's not listening to this right now. In the history of the game, no player ever. in one season has ever had a 300 at bat season wow. and a batting average of 162. Wow. Do you think he knows that? I don't know, but MLB Network when they when they said that it went totally quiet on the set. Harold Reynolds and Larry Boa, because <laughs> they were like uh, like their mouth dropped. It's just like you. You were like, we didn't uh-huh. even know what to think. Well, you know, any any time yeah. you say the history of baseball, that that's covering some pretty chartered, uh, uncharted mail and chartered territory. But it covers a, a hell of a long time and a lot of players and games. Yeah, he basically he has to get his batting average up because every time he has an at bat, he's starting he's setting new wow new lows. That's unbelievable. Anyhow, the White Sox struggle and the Cubs have won four in a row, which is uh, a good thing, obviously. And they're knocking off the Pittsburgh Pirates. Just our luck. The Cubs are hitting their hot streak against the one team I'd like to see winning, the Pittsburgh Pirates. I almost feel bad about beating the Pirates. I was I was thinking that same thing, Coach. Out of all the teams, I mean, they they, they lose four to three to the Cardinals. The Cardinals and Brewers need to get beat down. By yep. the way. I just I'm sick of these two teams right now. They're a bunch of crybabies. Yep. So. They're having a series right now, too. The Brewers, uh, what, Casey McGahee, three home runs yesterday, the day before the Cardinals won in a thriller, I think, 8-7. to Dawg, we got to wrap it up. We'll reunite tomorrow, but uh, good to catch up. We were a little rusty today. We'll get our flow back tomorrow, I'm sure. I, I didn't think we were so bad, Coach. Eh, whatever. Uh, yeah. Are you out on the Chicago River today? Um, tonight I'm umping, and tomorrow morning I'm on the Chicago River, Beautiful. so I will not be doing the show, Coach. I'm, tomorrow you will not be on the show? No, I will not. Uh, I'm up tonight as well, so the two of us. Uh, I am uh, the second game tonight is one of those two umpire games. I hate, I hate umping with two umpires. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. Why would they do that to you? Well, because it's a championship game. So okay. the semifinals are like at seven o'clock. We got to sign off the show, but I, I like doing a game by myself. I don't want anybody else messing it up. All right, David Olson, our producer. Thank you so much, Dog. We'll talk to you Monday then. Okay. See you Monday. All right. Have a good weekend, Coach and the Big Dog reunited again. We'll see you tomorrow going solo on the talkzone.com. Two guys and a mic. Have a great day, everybody.